Welcome to another episode of Barnes University Radio. And you're on Barnes University Radio here on the Anchor Podcast. Um, The days of podcasting, at least for now, are coming to a close. I mean, the season's coming to a close. Here we are. I'm recording this January 13th on the eve, the eve week. Let's say the the coming of days towards a Tennessee Titans AFC championship. Who would have thunk? Me, actually. I actually said that back in, um, what, May? Uh, May or after J-Rob's free agency where he pretty much did very similar moves. You know, let's face it, the same moves as me in free agency. Um, outside of outside, li- I mean, line, lineman depth. And talent at the line position. And kicker, by the way. I would have definitely got kickers because I knew that Ryan Suckup was coming off of the knee tendonitis. And he was aging. But this this is not what the podcast is about. And uh, the podcast is about um, a, a coming of um, basically an end to... Um, kind of what I've been doing, like the podcasting, some of the things on Twitter, um, it's coming to an end. Um, um, it's just simply because, you know, I, over the years I've put in a lot of work, you know, unnoticed work, um, uh, in hopes to not only, um, inform and somewhat entertain my, my, my followers, but at the same time, I can't deny that I've done it to get noticed and recognized by the Tennessee Titans um, because we are in the world. Let's just break it down. The football industry is one that has a very solid and consistent um, you know, protocol or journey. You play football, maybe you don't. You go to the college ranks, you become a graduate assistant or, or you come on, you get your foot in the door, you stick around long enough, people talk great about you and then it maybe an NFL team sees you and then you get on with the NFL team and then that's where it starts. Um, a lot of people don't know is that that's exactly how my journey started um, six, seven years ago and you know, and I didn't really think that a lot of times I get on podcasts and I kind of freestyle it. And that's how I like it. I I know that some viewers like it more organic like that. And I didn't think that I would get to the story, but I think that I have to, I think I have to get it off my chest. Um, I was on a college football team where I had worked diligently to kind of make connections. And, um, I, I was really set up this opportunity in particular, which I'm talking about is set up by a professor who had connects with the college team. And I was just killing his class, you know what I'm saying, in terms of grades, A plus, you know, and it was a pretty much a public speaking class too. So I got up and kind of was very fearless. I had really done some hardcore self-development that semester. And he took a liking to me. And but prior to him helping me out or trying to get me on with the football team, I had already gotten an an opportunity by myself. Um, like I had messaged, I had already messaged uh, another GA or 
or I think, yeah, he was he was a GA about to get ready to be promoted. Little did I know. But, you know, in video, video cut ups. And um, but what the teacher, the opportunity that the teacher got for me or professor got for me was with the equipment uh, crew. So I was like in my mind, it was like, I ha- you know, I have to take the one that he kind of got me. Right. Because I always felt like I could go back to um, the opportunity that I got on my own. So long story short, I got on with the equipment crew. The guy that, and this was an important lesson that I learned, is make sure that you get along with people that you work with. And I mean, from a sense that they like you. And, and, you know, I got on with the equipment crew. All I did, I promise you, I showed up, I worked, I, I was nice to the guys. I was a very helpful teammate. People that know me knows that I am the things that I'm passionate about, like for the people that might follow me on Twitter or on other social media platforms. Yes, I'm very opinionated about the things that I'm passionate about and put work forth. And I'm very edgy. But as a person, football is what I do, not who I am. As a person, I'm very loyal, really quiet, um, almost give more to people than I, I take for myself um coachable great teammate but the thing was I, I guess I just wasn't one of his guys so but in end of the day it was like a new relationship anyway those type of relationships usually grow but um I had a lot of personal things that I was going through in terms of in the, like I a lot of people don't know this um I um pretty much grew up you know in a in a in a very independent um, upbringing where my parents left when I was two years old. Um, and my grandmother raised me until about I was 12 and then she passed, um, from colon cancer and well, she had Alzheimer's as well. And then I lived with my auntie and uncle until I was grown and just, just growing up, it was just like, you know, I just had to, especially after my grandmother died, I had to kind of fend for myself in terms of um, emotional uh, support as a po- and financial support, especially when I got to college. So long story short, fast forward that um, didn't have much financial assistance that summer. You know, after I had I had helped the equipment crew during spring practices didn't have financial assistance, but I wanted to make sure that I was on track with graduating, if not earlier. So, yes, I took on a burden uh, of trying to work, still eventually be working for the equipment crew. I got a job with um, the housing, um, MTSU housing, but now you know the college. Um, and I got... Um, some summer classes in order. And then when I got the summer classes in order, I, um, I was working very hard, obviously. I mean, taking summer classes, working for, uh, um, the colleges housing and, um, and I was just juggling all that. And at the same time, I, the money that was coming in, I was used to pay rent and I didn't even have any left for food. So literally my meals were I would go to the gas station, get some sunflower seeds, maybe some noodles um, and a fruit punch or something and some water. And that would be my meals throughout this process. 
and um, just grinding it out. And I knew that like football started back like in the middle of July. And I knew that that's right where rent was going to be coming in. And I knew if I could ration long enough, it was said and it was stated to me that if you're on the football crew team, especially equipment, that the university will pay for your housing. That's what was told to me. So I'm like, okay, I will just be right on the cusp of when rent is due and then boom, MTSU, you know, step in and help me. Um, And it was getting towards that point. I was working, mind you, I was working for the housing. That means the exact place that I was staying in, I was like cleaning up and painting for this school. Um, and when it got to that point, okay, I'm like, okay, I, I went to go talk to, um, the, my, the guy that was over me at, um, equipment. And, um, and when I did that, um, he was like, okay, there's, okay, I get it. I understand. Uh, but I don't think there's anything we can do for you. Okay. So I'm like, okay, there's not anything you can do for me. So in my mind, and as a person, if you know anything about, hustling or fending for yourself you can't necessarily take no for an answer because and you know let's think about empathy here which is trying to put yourself in other people's shoes I'm about to be homeless basically and I have to do my due diligence in order to get this happen he said there's nothing that we can do for you and granted at the time this guy is only over equipment so I'm like okay I go to housing and I'm like, okay, this is my situation, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, yeah, that that happens all the time. All you have to do is go to the coach, go to the head coach. So the head coach of the football team at the time, I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I go to the head coach where I talk to him, try to talk to him, leave him a message. And I'm like, okay, this is my situation. And apparently he he um, listens to I mean, or gets the message and contacts the guy that's over me, the guy that over that's over me in terms of equipment crew contacts me and like he's like um, basically saying um, you overstep boundaries, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I think it was a phone call, but I'd be I'd be surprised if it was a phone call knowing this guy. But I think it was a phone call maybe. And I was like, OK, but MTSU and I really think it's an email. MTSU housing told me to do this. And I'm kind of I have to kind of do my due diligence there. So. I think we set up a meeting afterwards, me and the equipment, um, we'll call him the head equipment manager. And uh, we set up a meeting. We we were face to face, men to men, eye to eye. He says, everything's fine. We'll get ready. We're, we're We're happy to have you this year and all that. So I go back up, think, okay, now I just gotta find a place to stay. They can't help me, but at least I can try to muster up some way to stay. Then while I'm all in the workings of trying to find that, I get an email, I believe it was the next day, and it was an email from the head equipment manager saying, basically saying that um, you're terminated for overstepping boundaries or um, what was it called, Um, specifically terminated for um, knowing the chain of command, not following the chain of command, Um, which was... I would say understandable, you know, in terms of how it was worded and stuff like that. But granted, like for the people who go through struggles in life, for the people who uh, understand like the basically my upbringing, this person didn't come from that upbringing. 
they relatively, from what I understand, had, was spoon fed their whole life. So that's why that's the important lesson that I learned. Only work and associate yourself with people who understand you and where you come from. Why did a kid that's striving so hard have to be put into a situation or terminated because he was trying to not be homeless? Whereas if someone came from the same shoes that I came from, same situation that I came from, he would have understood where I'm coming from as opposed to just taking that action. But like I said, long story short, that situation where it really not necessarily scarred me, but it set me back from the most tangible, expedited route to getting into the NFL. Because during that whole time, I was scouts during their pro day, MTSU's pro day, you know, even then I was getting connections then. So it was like talking to, um, you know, scout Trey Cozio, who ironically is with the Chiefs right now, um, and uh, just assisting them in whatever way possible, um, even, you know, at the pro day, gaining my connections, and that's how it works. And it just seems like it was frowned upon when I was there. Um, all things are good now with that organization, but just during that time, it really set me back because I knew in my gut within two to three years, I would be on the Titans. So by 2014 or 15, I know I would have been on the Titans just simply because I was just, maybe it was intimidating. Like there's, and I'm not even lying. There's people in that building who says that you, you, it wasn't an intimidating because you had all, you had People were telling me that you had everything and all that it took to get what he wanted. And the guy, the head equipment manager, he eventually became, you know, the athletic director. And people were telling me within that building, you had everything it took to get that. And if people saw your work ethic, then it would be, you know, you know, a toss up or a decision to be made. But little what people knew was me coming to that situation. People automatically think that I was trying to climb the ladder within that organization. I was trying to gain experience, become a student, help out and, and really just maximize my assignment within the moment. Be humble. And that's all I was trying to do. But to him, I was coming for what he wanted, which was athletic director. And since then, he's been athletic director, a sensitive athletic director somewhere else. And now an athletic director somewhere else. All I wanted was to be on the Titans. And it really set me back and kind of put put like a scar on how I view uh, those type of situations. So I really went very independent and really had an independent mindset but in sports in order to have an independent mindset you have to get into so much uh clown clown stuff and 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 have to copy people and kiss butt and I just really wasn't willing to do it now I understand if I really want to get into this industry what I have to do I have to work with the right people and thankfully that organization has been cleared out of some of the the uh the the more uh, conniving type of people. Now, now in this podcast, 
you know, and I didn't want to really want to make it a big deal by posting it on a social media. But for those who follow me and listen to me, that's one of the reasons why I'm not with the Titans is that that situation right there really set me back in terms of where I would be. Like it's been six, seven years. You know, you pair that with, um, you know, graduating and then having to make money. So I'm, I'm working at factories. I'm, I'm selling cars you get stuck doing other oddball things, and then when you get back to it, I'm sending my work to the Titans. I'm going to training camp practices face to face, shaking hands with the general manager, shaking hands with you know you know J. Rob, and shaking hands with Mike Vrabel, hugging uh, Amy Adams Strunk, and just trying to regain those connections. And there's so many people from MTSU on the Titans, uh, you know, from the college that I worked at, that. Um, that are currently on the Titans, but it's like, it's, it's almost like anywhere that I go, there's like a, and I'm not saying this might be an issue or a reason why I'm not on Titans because people in MTSU during that time frame might have, you know, crossed paths and thought something, but just like with, with, with my presence on Twitter, yes, I am bold about my Titans things because I put in an extreme and immense amount of work as much if, if there's obviously the I'm, I'll never say that I work as hard as the players or the coaches or even the GMs or the scouts. But if if there's putting in work to game plans and 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 and, and scouting right below them is me. And then you got media who obviously have to do work. They have to create content. I don't have to do nothing. This is unpaid. So it's like. I work immensely hard at this and I've called, left messages. I've actually been face to face with these people. So it's like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm on the path to doing it, kind of restarting. But at the end of the day, that's why I'm not there. And it's very unfortunate. And I forgive. I, I'm not I don't forget, obviously, but I forgive the people who were in, a part of of assisting narratives that held me back. Now, my actions, I take full responsibility for. But for narratives being carried out, I forgive you for that, but I don't forget. Um, I am, I, I love this team, but I cannot continue to, you know, put my family in situations where I'm waiting for a franchise to recognize my worth when with any other franchise, well, I'm not going to say any other, but there's franchises, teams out there who if see my work and see how credible and how accurate my talent is that I will assist them in winning football games. And uh, that's just it. That's why it's coming to an end. I was going to have another part of this that was going to be talking about the actual football game, but I did not expect to, you know, kind of just tell my story. Um, it, it feels good, too. Um but I, like I said, I am not a victim. It, it could be worse. It happens to a lot of people. Um, but like I said, my journey just so happens to be I was very close to it. Um, life happened. And now I'm kind of getting back towards the most, you know, tangible because the football industry is an unrelenting dinosaur. It's, it's usually one way. Although on Twitter and social media, you can go viral for being funny or being an entertainer. And the Titans can view you. But apparently, if you're really good at scouting or really good at projecting things, that doesn't go viral. But 
or at least it didn't for me for whatever reasons, but I'm pretty sure that there'll be somebody in the future who get who gets an NFL shot from his projections and his talent on there. But for me, it unfortunately hasn't worked. So I I mean I it's very tough when you know to look at my family and you know we're very blessed, but it's very tough for me to continue to look at my family and 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 maybe possible things, uh, financial situations being missed out on because I'm waiting on a franchise to recognize a talent that on that app, let's say Twitter, nobody's doing what I do. And what I do can help this team win games, if not championships. Now, they're going to the AFC championship. No question. This might be a great segue for me to fit in what I was going to fit in. They're going to the AFC championship. And, you know, my people that's on my, my Twitter, they understand that I already done said I done broke it down to beat Batman, which was the Patriots. You have to be the Joker. What does that mean? Batman is so structured and and schematic. You have to be a little bit of a wild card. The Tennessee Titans were just that. And they beat the Patriots, gave a great breakdown on that. And, and there's so many things throughout the year that just line up and are so coincidental that you can't deny that there's somebody on the Titans taking my ideas. Like, it's too, con- it's too consistent. This team has been around 20 years. I've been on Twitter for seven or eight. They've done nothing of what I've said other than drafting Chris Johnson. That was before I was on Twitter. Having interest in KB. And maybe here and there they do a little bit. But this year, there's way too many coincidences. It was the first year that I sent my report before free agency in the draft. And 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 somebody's watching. That's it. That's period. That's a fact. I said to beat the Ravens, Flash, you have to be Superman. Flash, Not I'm not saying he's a one-trick pony, but he's speed. Superman, he's... He can. He has the ability to fly. He has brute strength. Tennessee Titans had to be had to strike when when present, which was Khalif Raymond. Had to open it up and had to show brute force, which was Derrick Henry. This game against the Chiefs, you have to be Tyson. They're Ali. What does Ali present to you? Deception. That 35-32 win, even though people weren't all the way healthy or all the way present, people forget that was, I think, Patrick Mahomes' first game back from his knee injury. It takes time. And if you watch that game, a lot of his biggest plays was off, were off schedule and it, was, it wasn't rhythmic. He, he, he's on it right now. The play calling is clicking. He's on it. They're as hot. They're as hot from an aerial attack as we are from a running attack. Now, I don't want this to make it sound like I'm bitter, but at the same time, when you don't go noticed for so long, and you put in so much work, you guys don't even know how much work and hours and brain power I put into that game plan for the Ravens and and typing up like everything the Titans attacked. Or everything that I wrote, wrote down, the Titans attacked it in some way. You know, and, and it's done in ways that they haven't done it in the past. Even some this year. Just like them using different players and being more creative on, on offense. None of that happened until I started tagging some of the position coaches and even Mike Vrabel 
I promise you, the Titans weren't putting Jonu Smith in the background to run. I mean, in the backfield to run. The Titans weren't putting, hell, they had A.J. Brown in the backfield on a snap uh, um, versus New England. They're not doing no RB pass from fucking Wildcat formation. They wasn't doing that before until I tagged them and showed them what to do. Like, how many running back passes has it been since, hell, 2016? One, two, three around the league. So you're telling me I tag Pat O'Hara, quarterback coach, Todd Downing, the tight ends coach. They're all collaborative in the game plan. And all of a sudden it's in the it's all of a sudden it appears in the game plan for the past few weeks. Come on now. It's, it's disrespectful and a slap in the face. The least you could do is shout somebody out. The least you could do is do something. Do I do this for the love of it? Yes, I do it for the love of it. I do it for the thrill of it. But then when some some things become blatant, like I have a home, I have a friend, a homeboy that <laughs> does analytical analysis on football rosters. So obviously I've tweeted this before. I, I gave him my my analytical and my uh, my roster that I would have formed through free agency and my draft class, and then obviously the Titans. He done. He did the math. My Titans team went 12 and four. This Titans team went nine and seven. My team made it to the AFC Championship game, lost to the eventual Super Bowl champion. The Titans made it to the AFC Championship and now have an opportunity to one up me. So there, there it goes. So you have the opportunity to one up me, and maybe you will, maybe you won't. But at the end of the day, me as a personal decision, I cannot keep on giving, giving, giving. And basically what they're doing is taking, taking, taking. The least you could do was a shout out. Uh, not even a shout out to be seen to the world, a message. And at the most, there's several people who are unworthy to be on an NFL team who aren't assisting whatsoever. Or their job is incredibly easy. Like all I want is my foot in the door. I've said that I will come in on a very minimal basis. I will come in unpaid. As long as it gets my foot in the door. But like I said with this team is the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to come into this game. With a situation of, okay, we know that Derrick Henry's on fire. We may not be able to stop him. But guess what? We just dropped 51. We can score on anybody. And granted, the Tennessee Titans defense has given up 25 points. That's 12 and a half points in two games. The Tennessee Titans offense, however, have, has scored what? That's 28 plus 13 is 41. So 20 and a half. So the Chiefs are thinking this offense can only score 20 points right now. All we got to do is score three touchdowns. We win the game. Right. And coming off 51, I think they feel comfortable with those odds. They dropped 32 in Nashville. Pat Mahomes was on, was on a bum knee, coming back from a bum knee. And the Tennessee Titans in that game to even get to 35, they had to return. They had a defensive score. So I have a, I'm going to be studying. I'm going to come up with a game plan. But guess what? I'm keeping it to myself. And good luck with that. And um, like I said, man, it's just it's just unfortunate. Like I like 
like and as well as my Twitter presence, just like I said that there might be narratives created by those people and I forgive them just like on my Twitter presence had a spat with at the time. I didn't know he was pretty much who everybody looked up to on Titans Twitter from a fandom situation, but got into a spat with 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 that guy you know, who's since passed and we've, we've certainly buried the hatchet and I'm not going to mention his name. The Titans people know there's a Titans personality for the people who don't know. There's a Titans personality, God rest his soul, that we got into a situation. And from there, he, he went on a smear campaign about me and, and how I was a fraud and how I was this and how it was that. And that, and to have that much power on an app, it created a narrative. And that's what and, and, and I'm talking about this person had Titans Twitter on lock. Even the owner knew of him. Um, everybody in social media uh, department of the Titans knew of him. So when you when you get into a spat with him and he tries to defame you, then basically they're seeing that, too. So when your name pops up, it's very hard to get your foot in the door. Now, since this guy has passed and you know what I did before he passed. We kind of buried the hatchet. But you know what I did? I was one of the first people at his funeral. And I, I, I was one of the that I saw was on one of the only people who got up in front of everybody and prayed right where his casket was for 10 minutes for for guidance from 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 above um, to have a moment with him. We both love the Titans to forgive him to for assistance for everything. 10 minutes prayer in front of everybody. And like I said, and I, and I share that that's a, yes, that's a personal moment and I'm not sharing it to, to, to kind of give me this, this, this uh, personification of, of, uh, of um, righteousness, but it's like, other than like literally go all out and be at the practice facility every day and do things that's going to get like news attention or, or maybe even another ne a negative narrative towards me, like obsessive or something like that, which I'm far from right now in terms of trying to go that route. Like, I don't know what else to do, like other than the route that I'm about to take, which is the conventional route, being on a, uh, a college team, getting noticed, working hard, which in that industry, that's their definition of working hard. But you cannot denote in this platform and the way that the world is, I work hard in my way. And people all over the world, they're becoming entrepreneurial. They have entrepreneurial spirit and entrepreneurial spirit shouldn't be shot down. It shouldn't be shot down just because I don't want to go to a or not saying I don't want to. I am willing to. But just because someone does their work in their household or on their terms, if they if they're if they produce results, they deserve to get opportunities, whether they're a GA, whether they've coached before or not. In order to be a good scout, you don't have to have, have had coached the position. It certainly helps, I guess. But like I said, certain people see certain things in certain ways. But I know one thing for, for certain is contracts expire. Passion doesn't. So whoever is in the regime right now. And if, you know, you're on a five, six year contract, when you're gone, there's going to be new people that come in. And guess what? I'm still going to be here. The same with beat writers. When you start getting more opportunities and when you start getting booted out 
of certain places, you're going to be gone to other teams and other opportunities. Guess who's still going to be here? Me. If I choose that. You know how many situations where I've had opportunities to to help other teams, um, to be paid, to do other things, um, how I could have given other teams certain game plans because there's nobody on Twitter who knows schematically how to stop the Titans right now. I do. You know that I could literally end it all right now? And I know that seems to be, like, petty and, like, really you think you could do that, but there's no – the Chiefs don't know the Titans as well as I know the Titans. So – you know how many times I've had opportunities for that to happen, but I've declined it? You know how the opportunities I've been holding out on? So it's like, yes, I have the opportunity as well. It's just a very odd situation for me. Um, what I plan on doing with it is just being quiet, keep on working, and seeing where it goes. But like I said, I thought that the people that follow me, I thought it was imperative for you guys to know the backstory of some things. And if you guys definitely want to talk about it to get deeper into maybe different type of situations or if you know of an opportunity that could help me or a loophole that could assist I'm certainly open to it but that's that's kind of what I wanted to get off my chest today thanks for the people who listened to all 34 minutes of this um thank you and uh, I, I apologize for not participating this week and giving you guys breakdowns but you know it just comes down to respect, man. And I put in way too much work. My family, um, like I said, having 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 a child uh, this year, football. I'm not gonna say it came on a back burner, but you look at someone that you that you assisted in creating in this world, and it just starts becoming more important than continually. And it's unhealthy to continue to try to get the attention of something or someone that either doesn't want it or has already uh, made up their mind about you. So, guys, keep on, keep on, um, keep on striving, keep on pushing. God bless, and uh, let's go.